It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Red Wings, Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yep. Uh, just reaffirming what everyone already knew. Connor McDavid, six assists tonight. Best hockey player in the world. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings bad. podcast. Not bad. Uh, we are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio Podcast. Well, Scott is over at Lockdown Tigers and a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Scotty, I, I just want to, I know we're trying this new format with post-game uh, recaps where we you know talk about our difference maker in the game. But before we get to that, I just want to have the people listening. Everyone just take a deep breath. The Red Wings were due for a game like that. Not like that, that not eight to four loss. That it was really a period like that. You were due for a loss where you deserved to win. And it, it stings. It sucks, but get it out of the way. Now you still have your future ahead of you. We're going to talk about all of the things that add to the frustration, but take a deep breath. It's one loss. It sucks. It was a sucky loss, but it is still going to be okay. So I just want to get that out of the way. We're not going to come on here. We're not going to rah, rah stream. One loss is not the end of their season. It's about how they respond against Vancouver, but it is okay. We will persevere. Yet they're, they still have their fate in their own hands. But I just don't want people to flip out in the comments after what was honestly an embarrassing loss, but sure. they were rolling and they were due for an embarrassing loss at some point. Scotty, happy. Well, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> How you doing? It's great, man. Did you... You you don't want to wish me a happy Valentine's Day? That's fine. I can I'll live. I guess I'll but. be completely honest. I was going to wait until the very end of the episode and ask you to be my Valentine, but you completely. I ruined don't it. believe you. I think this is crazy on the fly damage control right now, and I think it's impressive. It's impressive, but I don't believe you. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway, Scotty, what's your difference maker? This is going to shock people. My difference maker is Connor McDavid. Um, I don't believe you. I yeah, fair enough. Um, I, uh, I I don't know how you can watch that game and, and have a different one. Uh, if it's like one single player, he completely took over, especially in the third period, obviously. And yeah, he had a six assist tonight. Um, he he was absolutely remarkable. That tornado pass is is going to be everywhere uh for the next you know 48 hours 24 hour news cycle as they say so maybe just the next day or two but um it's going to be everywhere for a while it's going to be on you know in 15 years when he retires it's going to be on his uh his, his career highlight tape forever um and and he's absolutely remarkable and he's a guy where 
when I was younger, my friends and I, when we would play each other in sports, one of the like, uh, like, you know, just like basketball in the backyard or whatever, one of the joke things we would say when, you know, somebody would win or make a couple of shots in a row was we'd always look at each other and go, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Right. That was like a funny joke. We said that is actually the game plan for Connor McDavid. That's like actually it. You, you, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And uh, I think they, they, I don't know, somewhat contained him in the first two periods. And then absolutely that did not last obviously in the third. So, um, yeah, I, you know, it, it, like you said, was, uh, it's one game, take your lump, go back out there, punch back. And, uh, and nobody will, will forget about the, uh, the horrific third period that was the hockey game. Yeah. I mean, that third period was really embarrassing and it's really frustrating too, because given the adversity they thought through, fought through in this game, they were the better team, but we'll talk about that. My, my difference maker for this hockey game, because, and it's in the similar same vein, right? Like you talked about, you can only hope to contain him. And yesterday we said it's the unstoppable force of the Edmonton Oilers' high danger chances against the immovable object of the Red Wings' ability to contain high danger chances and push everything to low danger areas. And the unstoppable force won. And in disturbing fashion, might I add, uh, Connor McDavid, he had never, ever in his career had a five assist game and he has had six or he had six in this game against the Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet and there's no, but you just the, the absolute complete opposite of containing him. And that's why my difference maker is team defense. I mean, like you said, when you list one player, obviously it's Connor McDavid. No one player cost the game for the Detroit Red Wings. We talked about it, right? You have got to contain the defensive zone and it was just sloppiness after sloppy play after sloppy play in the defensive zone. And they kept burning you on it. The Red Wings were great offensively. They had a ton of opportunities and they scored four goals. And most nights, that's going to be enough for a they win. They scored four and should, like dare I say, should have scored more. They left quite a few opportunities on the table, man. There was a lot of high danger opportunities they couldn't bury the puck on throughout the entire game as well. I mean, this... You're right. This was a solid, sound offensive performance. You outshot them uh, by the end of the night. You you outshot them after the first period. You outshot them, uh, you know, on on the night as a whole. And and you know, for as ugly as the final score is, you lost your starting goalie, which I know that you know the quote unquote better goalie came in in relief. But like, you lost the guy who game planned and prepared to be the starting goalie. In the first period. The first game uh, back from injury, too. Right. And, and you were tied after the second period, and you outshot the Oilers. But you lost by four. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Well, and that's the thing, right? There's so much that went wrong in this game. It's going to be a struggle to try and cover it all, you know? And, I mean, I guess with that being said, I mean, I could go down the list of the goals that were scored and explain to you why on each and every goal, why uh, the the defensive sloppiness. In, and I'm not talking about the defensemen in general. Yes, they played a part. It was everyone in the defensive zone just missing assignments, specifically uh, on the Evan Bouchard goal, I believe it was. Uh, Moritz Sider was held behind the net while trying to pressure Connor McDavid, and then they fed it out front. Petrie had to go cover the guy who had the puck after Petrie or McDavid passed the puck off, Joe Valeno didn't slide to the center to cover Bouchard, who was wide open. 
Uh, I mean, Leon Dreisaitl, you have way too much space. A failed clear attempt on Cody CC. Like, you can go down the list. Just, you got to play the tightest. I said it in yesterday's episode. You have got to play the tightest possible game defensively against a team like Connor McDavid. <laughs> well, I, I I meant Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> but I, am I wrong? The Freudian team of Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, Freudian slip, but th- let's be honest. He had, set, what, seven points, six points in this game, all assists. It, this is the... Edmonton Connor McDavid's it was insane so I it's just that's why that's my 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 difference maker in the game and it's just it's the flip side of what you said in Connor McDavid and yeah I mean if you we're going to transition now before we get into segment two if you want to get into one of the notable players of this game because that's what segment two tends to be I mean obviously Vili Husso is a notable player just from the aspect that you know we talked about it in yesterday's episode you and I both preferred not to have Huso start against the Oilers and or the Canucks because of the four games you're playing, those are the two stronger teams. And Vili Huso is coming off of injury, is getting his feet wet. I'm not saying the decision to put Huso in was right or wrong because look at it from the other side. If he goes out against the Oilers, has a great game, and then just absolute like that's a huge confidence builder, right? But unfortunately, after the first goal by Leandro Isidal, he was hurt. And I mean, that's just. I feel for him. I really feel bad. And I feel bad for the Detroit Red Wings because despite his struggles this year, I still vehemently believe he is the better option over James Reimer, even as a backup on this hockey team. Like, I love Alex Lyon, and he didn't have the best game. Nobody on the team had the best game, especially in the third period, pretty much solely in the third period in this hockey game. And and we'll talk about that. But, you know, you need a strong backup. And you, I was really hoping that Vili Husso would come allow Alex line to not be run into the ground by give, being able to give him a sporadic break and be reliable in those relief appearances. And yeah, the injury is not his fault, but it just sucks, man. Like that, when we talk about notable performances, Billy Huso being pulled for, due to injury after the first goal against that just sucks. And that's yeah. number one of the frustrating things about this game. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, sucks is, is the word, man. It, it just stinks. Um, I was, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we talked about it more, what, last week, probably uh, sometime over the break. You know, I I I'm, I'm was really honestly looking forward to him playing behind this defense that has really turned a corner since the new year, um, because the defense, as you know, you've said a lot lately. And, and as we just kind of talked about since his injury, you know, the defense looks totally different now than it did when he went down. And uh, I was really looking forward to him. And, and there was a lot of kind of like cautious optimism about like, okay, like Lions, obviously the the starter, but uh, you know, if, if we can, if we can get Huso to be, you know, even just solid, like solid enough, uh, that could be a, a really nice kind of one, two punch, not the one, two punch we were expecting going into the season, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, one that I, I think would have given some confidence to some people. So yeah, it just really sucks. I, I feel really bad for the dude. Um, and, uh, I feel for I the Red Wings too. They need, they need a backup. hundred yeah, percent. I, I would rather, you know, it, well, it's just not going to happen. Lions not going to play the last, you know, going to play every single game from here to mid April. Um, so I, they, they really needed someone to be able to take the pressure off him. So yeah, I, I guess now we just kind of cross our fingers and hope that it's, uh, it's not as serious as the first one. Absolutely. We got to head to a break. When we come back, we'll continue with our notable performers from this game, both good and bad. So stay tuned to Locked on Red Wings. 
Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know what you're getting, that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in two seconds with just two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and so much more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game, game time picks the seats for a big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, that's code locked on for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. I mean, Scotty, I, notable performers. If I'm going to continue with the negativity, not to, I mean, it was a negative game, right? Uh, <laughs> but to continue with the negativity, I, I, I feel like you have to mention the performance of Moritz Sider and Jake Wallman. And I'm a, obviously a huge Moritz Sider and Jake Wallman apologist, but Sider was a minus four on the game. And I know minuses aren't everything. And I will do my best to mitigate <laughs> my negativity because again, Connor McDavid played 18 minutes. And Moritz Sider played 11 against McDavid. But, I mean, and it's not, again, it's not just all on him, but all eyes were on him, unfortunately, to contain McDavid. And he wasn't able to do so. And that is a fair thing to note, even if you're asking a lot out of him, which the Red Wings do continually on a night-in and night-out basis. I will defend uh, Moritz Sider to the death, but... He and everyone else on the team in the third period, pretty much exclusively, just didn't have it. Yeah, no, I'm, and you mentioned the the cider turnover there earlier. Uh, he had a few giveaways um, in this game, honestly, and and everyone did like that. You know, and not just trying to pick on cider specifically necessarily, man, but just uh, a really really poor. Uh, game when it came to puck possession and the third period uh, again worth reiterating just completely you know the, the doors kind of got blown off there but yeah like that one play in the corner you talked about earlier I mean Sider, I mentioned that before we recorded but yes the turnover that oh game right yeah that was off air I guess but um but yeah the you know and and you brought up a good point right like um we, we were talking about it and I I was kind of you know ragging on cider a little bit for that giveaway with McDavid on the aggressive forecheck and you had brought up like no one else was there to help him either. Like it was just kind of a rock in a hard place. Like, Everyone left the that left the zone. Yeah. He was all alone one-on-one -on -one with Connor McDavid trying to play keep away. And it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, have some awareness to know who you're up against. Like either, I mean, I, I want to say pin it to the boards, but again, no one was there to support him, but you also don't want to just ice it for a defensive zone faceoff. Like he was, like you said, rock and hard place. And so like, I don't, I just, but that's not the only play. Right. And there's, there was a song like Jake Wallman, uh, getting burned a couple times. What Like on the Ryan Nugent Hopkins goal, he just like did like a spinning poke check and Nugent Hopkins yeah. made a move around him, cut to the middle shot and scored, uh, the, the, like you said, at the beginning, the tornado goal or tornado pass by McDavid, 
I mean, it was just one of those things where in the defensive zone and it wasn't just them. Like, I know I'm calling them out. I'm not calling them out to pick on them. I'm calling them out because unfortunately all eyes are on them in a situation yeah. in a game like this, where they're given the toughest matchup like normal. Uh, it, it's just everyone defensively in the defensive zone just looked off kilter. It was, it was rough. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I think, I mean, there was a play Wallman got completely uh, kind of uh, <laughs> not quite like ankle breaker like bad, but there was a play that he got completely turned around and put in a little bit of a blender there. Um, you can really go down the list. Yeah, it was um, it was not a great performance. And for a team that, as you said earlier, you know, has done such a good job at preventing uh, high danger opportunities. Again, tr- tried, tried so hard to to contain, you know, that that top line, especially with all that talent there in the first couple of periods. And and I gave them a lot of credit for fighting back and clawing back. And, and this was a tie game going into the third. Right. Right. You know, we're talking about it like it was just some disaster of a game. This was a tie hockey game through 40, man. And it was a disaster of a period. Right. And it was just the, the period from from heck. And, and here we are. So. Well, right. And, you know, you talk about notable performances in this game. I mean, it's it's easy to forget because of the fact that that third period went so terribly. But those top six, the top six was buzzing in this hockey game. Yeah. Up and through the I mean, honestly, you could say all four forward lines were rolling really well. You know, you say I, I was talking, I told you before we started recording, but the through 40 minutes, the deserves to win meter on, I think, uh, Pucko Puckopedia said that the Detroit Red Wings had like an 85% deserve rating or deserve percentage, deserve share of for winning that hockey game. And the expected goal is four. Like it's a rare game, a rare, rare game where the Detroit Red Wings, you know, dominated in pretty much every category through 40. You know, obviously the outshot the Oilers at the even through 60 by the end of the game when they got scored, what, five goals against in the third period, they still were outshooting yeah. the Oilers. They had a 57 and a 51% share of the, shot attempts at five on five. They had a 57 and 59% share of the expected goals for through the first 40. Like this is a team that for all intents and purposes was not just outplaying, but dominating the Edmonton Thank Oilers. Saying that phrase they, correctly, by the way. Intense and purposes. Yeah. Intensive purposes. Know. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, if by all intents and purposes, we're dominating the Edmonton Oilers through the first 40, but it was just one of those games where it didn't go the way it should have for them. And that, again, it goes back to the the lapses in the defensive zone against a team that has Leon Dreisaitl and Adam David. You can't afford it. You can't afford to. It's, it's really, it's it's that simple, right? Like you you literally cannot afford to have those lapses. And um, they had a lot of them in one period. That, again, that's really like, like straight up, that's like the entire, we could save ourselves half an hour. And like, right. that's that's really the, the, if there was one point to drive home, because like, again, the offense was good. You held it close for as long as you could. You had one period where you did the one thing you cannot do against the Oilers, and that's uh, allow those breakdowns and high danger opportunities. And you did it like a billion times in a period. <laughs> right. so. Well, and so you go back to, to to go back to where I was going before I got off on got got off track talking about like goal share and whatever. The top six looked strong in the offensive zone in particular. Like Lucas Raymond had, in the third period when the game was still close, Lucas Raymond had a really good opportunity that ended up drawing a power play. Uh, the DeBrinket finally found the back of the net on the power play via a beautiful feed, feed from uh, Patrick Kane. Just that that 
they lined up and they linked up. And it's been a while since we've seen, I think for, since Dallas, since we've seen a to bring a goal. And then Patrick Kane from the back of the net as well. And Patrick Kane, you know, I tweeted out after the second period, like where are all those, the team was better before or without Patrick Kane people, because he's right. he was probably yeah. the biggest standout player in this game. The second line forced the turnover that tied the game up. The third line just continued to, even though they didn't end up on the score sheet, they continued to pressure in the, in the offensive zone. Like the team through 40 deserved this game, 100%. but they weren't getting rewarded. And, as much as they should have, honestly, like to bring it was buzzing. This is, this was cat's best game. Oh, yeah. We can talk wild. about that after the break, honestly. Yeah. Cause I like, mean, yeah. again, like we're, we're you, you got the doors blown off. You lost by four goals, but like, this wasn't like some doom and gloom. Like you, this, this, in, the entire game was terrible. Like there actually, there was a decent amount of good to take out of it. It's just uh, uh, the, the bad outweighed the good, especially yeah. in the third. Well, I mean, three of those goals came in basically garbage time, right? I mean, we could For we sure. can talk about that. Anyways, we'll go to a quick break. We'll talk about Alex Debrinket and whomever left we have to clean up, talk about. Uh, then we'll talk about playoff picture because that's, uh, you know, we talk about frustrating things about this game. That was an outside contributor to the frustration. So we'll right. talk about that in segment three of Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sports book because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150 if your first bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty, we're, we're talking, we're bro uh, broaching the topic of Alex to bring it. And he had a really, really good game to the first 40. And again, it just gets overshadowed by the dark cloud. That was the third period. But I mean, he had one goal and he looked like he was on the cusp of scoring like three. I know he hit the post another time. I mean, he was getting all kinds of grade a shot attempts and he just, I mean, typical Alex to, Alex to bring it recently. He wasn't really bearing a whole lot of them, but Hey, a goal that's on the right track. Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, I, I, watch nearly every single game with uh my roommate who loves the wings as well and it's really funny we during the power play i like yelled at the tv i was like man he has been ice cold if he could score that'd be great and then that's immediately when he buried the puck um i, I think the biggest thing from here on out is to get him going at even strength um and and we've talked about that a lot right we don't have to spend the next 10 minutes re-breaking down and, and rehatching kind of that conversation that we've had plenty of times over the last few weeks but um get, getting him on the board period i will gladly take and it's a great start but he was buzzing man like like you said you you really you were right i mean he he uh hit crossbar i think once or maybe post once um he uh and that was at even strength he had a wraparound that just didn't reach out far enough. Just really kind of an easy save, to be honest, uh, for Skinner there. But yeah, like there was, um, he had the puck on his stick in high danger opportunities and almost buried it multiple times as well. So 
Um, yeah, it, uh, that is going to be a huge X factor down the stretch. Like that, I think that that is, uh, you know, aside from maybe, you know, Alex Lyon, I guess now, especially if we're down to kind of just like one goalie, really. Um, I, I think Debrinkit finding the back of the net consistently here the rest of the way it could be an absolute massive difference maker for this hockey team uh, in a crucial time of the season. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Uh, the other notable player, I guess more play than player, but uh, the Red Wings power play went two for three. That continues to roll. It's what kept them in that game through 40. Even though they were playing really well, they were playing from behind the entire time because of those defensive lapses we were talking about. And the power play kept them in it and allowed them uh, two of their three goals in order to tie it yeah. going into the third period. Right. Joe Valeno getting the second of those two. And that's his 10th goal of the season. He's got a career high in goals and points already. Uh, just He accidentally caught, or high-sticked Sprong at the end of it, but that gives the Red Wings on that goal, nearly killing Daniel Sprong, uh, 11 10-plus goal scores, which is tied for first in the league with the Vancouver Canucks. So the depth scoring continues to you know provide in this uh, season thus far. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, you could talk about every single player and what they did slash didn't do. Again, I just reiterate, guys, it sucks and it's allowed to suck, but don't panic because – and that's the thing I would say to the same guy – the guys in the locker room is don't panic. Like, yes, you lost, and pretty much every other team that's chasing you and slash you are chasing won in this hockey game, which yeah. we're about to get to. But this is one loss in a stretch where you've played phenomenal. Keep an even keel. Don't let it spiral. That is the biggest thing for me. You're talking about X factors. Do not let this game be the start of a slide. Prove that you're fine. Go to Vancouver. Win the hockey game. I know Vancouver's a tough, that's a tough ask, but we always say, right, if you're, if you want to be taken serious and you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So you already beat Vancouver once. Go to their barn. Do it again. Prove that this game was the outlier and that it was just one of those things that happens in hockey. That's that end of my monologue. <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree, man. I, I think that this the, really, and aside from just like, you know, you have to go in and beat Vancouver, just this road trip as a whole, right? Like this is a, this is a very clear uh, kind of uh, finite like group of games that you can look at and be like, you know what? Uh, take X amount of points from here. And you got the absolute doors blown off you here in the third. Uh, go back out there and in these last, what is it, three games left now on the roadie? Yeah. Uh, if, if Go out there uh, on these next three games and uh, and don't let the road trip slip away from you. you. You cannot come home with zero or two points, right? Like you have to, to bounce back really and that's something that we have uh given newsy a lot of credit for since the new year is this team's ability to come back in games but also bounce back immediately after a loss uh type of thing like they usually come out ready um you you're absolutely right man you're 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 playing really important hockey where every single point matters it's super exciting it's super fun uh but this is uh i don't know i i don't think you can look at what the wings have done since the new year and look at this one game and be like, like it's so over, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't, well, don't want to be, we don't want to fall into the it's so over. We're so back trap is what I guess I'm trying to say. We yeah. gotta, 
let, let's I, I think the rest of the roadie is going to be some really important games for sure. And I would challenge the people listening to think back to how you felt after 40. Because after 40, I think the bulk majority of people thought the Red Wings deserved to win this hockey game, and they should yeah. win this hockey game. They started the third, and immediately, just the third period was probably the, I mean, it's hard to hard to argue that it was the worst third period they've played all year. You gave up five goals against. But, I mean, just Great. remember how well they played through the first 40, and obviously doesn't excuse the loss. But if you, I, I go back to what I said yesterday, if you can go two and two on this road trip and finish this finish the month with 12 out of 20 points, that's still a successful month. Yeah. So it here's doesn't excuse the loss. You're it right. doesn't, I mean, but you're, you still have right. so like much it, in front of you. For sure. You no, know, it's it's a it's a fine line to walk. It doesn't excuse the loss. If anything, honestly, to me, it makes the loss even more frustrating. Like you mm-hmm. got crushed, but you had an opportunity to win in the third period. Like yeah. that's that that may, almost makes it even worse, to be honest. But um, there, yeah, you still got a lot of hockey in front of you. You're still in a good position. Um, you just you 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 can't let it spiral. That that's you know, there, there's teams of, of Red Wings past. There's teams of 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 um, <laughs> Tigers past, right? Like pick a pick a, a team in this city. There there are a lot of teams over the years, the last few years especially, that have let one loss kind of derail the momentum completely and just go back, punch Vancouver in the mm-hmm. mouth, get back on the winning side of things, and uh, and all will kind of be forgotten and forgiven. Yeah, keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. Uh, Scotty, we are talking about the added frustrations, right? And I, I teased it a couple times and anyone who's listening is, can check the standings on their own. But, uh, on Tuesday, it was very much an East versus West type of day. A lot of cross conference matchups, uh, on Tuesday. And I, I will actually start ironically with a non cross conference matchup, but Tampa Bay beat Boston in a shootout. So they pick up two points to gain two points on us. Another two points on us. Uh, Buffalo blew the doors off LA seven to nothing. Uh, Toronto beat St. Louis, Toronto missing Morgan Riley, uh, Tavares and one other he player. Got five. He got five. We, I don't want to talk about it. Um, Toronto four, one against St. Louis that, so they, you know, could get a little bit of two points of separation between you and the wild card. Montreal blew the doors off Anaheim five, nothing. Ottawa blew the doors off Columbus six to three. Washington, who you're chasing, thankfully, or his thinking chasing you, thankfully lost six to three. Uh, Seattle pulled it out in a shootout against the Islanders. Uh, New Jersey beat the Predators. Like, I can go, that pretty much sums it up, but like a ton of cross conference games where the team you wanted to lose ended up winning. So the standings look a little bit tighter. And that's what makes this loss all the more frustrating is now. You're three points back a third in the division. You're two points back a first in the wild card. And, you know, thankfully the wild card or the Islanders lost, but now you have the Devils who are just two behind you, the Islanders who are three behind you. And so while we're we're preaching calm, don't panic, at the same time, you have to have a sense of urgency and go, we can't afford to let this spiral Right. We keep mentioning sure. that don't let it spiral, but you also cannot afford to let it spiral because teams are hot on your heels and the teams you're chasing aren't going to miss the opportunity to pull away. So while yes, this loss happens and these teams aren't going to win out, they're going to lose games on days you win and you'll, those points will hopefully, you know, even out. It just adds to the frustration that pretty much every single team you were chasing or is chasing you won on a day you just fell apart in the third period. 
Absolutely. Yeah, well, that and the fact that it was winnable and the fact that Huso got hurt. And, like, this was Clean just – Costin, too. Yeah, Costin took a – How is that a penalty? The, he literally – it's actually crazy. You could slow it down and look. My roommate pointed it out. Um, he lands the check as the ref turns his back. It's actually oh. nuts. Like, it was, it was really – it was really pretty, pretty wild timing. Yep. It was. So it was yeah, a not game. a great, not a great night. February thirteenth, uh, the night of February thirteenth, not going to be looked at too fondly, uh, in uh, for this season. Looking back on it at the end of the year, so uh, yeah, no bounce back. Yep, no, uh, no Western Canada plus Seattle sweep this year. No siree. Uh, you got any final thoughts, buddy? You know what, man? Despite all of it, we do ball, though. That's the crazy thing that some people forget is we do ball. Uh, One last question. Scotty, will you be my Valentine? Of course, bud. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. We will preview the game against the Vancouver Canucks. Same time. You know what's funny? I think this is the second or third year in a row one of us has asked the other to be our Valentine on Valentine's Day. I have another clip saved on my phone. Of me saying, yes, I'll be your Valentine, Brian. So, Oh, fantastic. Maybe well, this is just like a yearly thing. Allison who? Uh, right. Same time, same what place. wedding. Yeah, what wedding? Your team <laughs> every, every day. day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.